right, well then. That was our summer recap, and I gotta tell you, God is at work or not? Yes, He is at work. And we wanna give, just really take a moment as the people of Israel to kind of build an altar and say, Thank you, Lord. Can we do that? Sometimes, I don't know about you, especially some of us overachievers, you just kind of you go on to the next thing, right? And we don't take the moment to say God is at work. And this past summer, man, I tell you, they shortened our summer, but we made it still work, right? So to the glory of God, so we're going to be hearing from the different ministries what, what took place. And there's a message still here for you, for me. So I just want to encourage you to hang on there, okay? Hang, hang, hang on with us. I want to be representing Ron, who's happy, actually was supposed to give this report on behalf of the Navajo Nation mission team. Uh, Kim, will you stand up right there? Where you are? This is the other half, the better half of Ron Schmidt. And I tell you, and uh, actually he is serving, he's not able to be here because he's serving his brother-in-law who actually owns a dairy up in Mayo, Florida. And guess what? They got hit by the hurricane and he's just serving them. And I just want you to pray for the Musgrave, M-U-S-G-R-A-V-E, Musgrave family, because they lost a lot of stuff. And it's going to take a lot of reconstruction. So I just pray that you will just keep them in your prayers. And he was supposed to give this report, but I'm going to give it on you. I was part of the mission team, and uh, we have gone for 11 years. Glenn McIntyre here uh, is a witness that we have gone for 11 years to the Navajo Nation. We went early part of um, May. 14 members of this church, we partner with Across Nations, and I tell you, this ministry is powerful because it tries to reach the entire Navajo Nation through the radio waves. They have five radio stations, and they, guess what, preach the gospel through song and through, through preaching, I mean, 24-7, and it's encouraging to see. We have the missionaries here, as a matter of fact, um, Cindy and Chuck Harper were here earlier in the year, and we we're just excited to continue to partner with them. And uh, they reach uh, 26,000 square miles of the Navajo Nation with 400, close to 400,000 people there. They operate a Christian school and a bookstore, Christian bookstore. And then they host mission groups that come and they do the, the ministry throughout the Navajo Nation on, on a uh, yearly basis. I mean, all year round, I should say. Train and equip much like we do here pastors and leaders and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we actually went there, a team of 14, to continue to rebuild a house. And it may seem at first like, why are you going there just to rebuild a house? Well, this house is now hosting mission teams that they're able to stay in the house. So as a matter of fact, they, they thanked us. Just the, I get random texts every so often with, oh, 30 people came from Tennessee, and they stay at the house, and now they have a place where they're able to, to go now, like a headquarters, and then go to minister to the Navajo Nation. So it's a win, people. We're just blessed by that and, and encouraged that the, all the work has really paid off. I see some members of the, of the mission team that went, and they were very encouraged by that. We have four bedrooms and uh, rebuild the deck of the NOTA Center. That's what they call it. And we share also, we had a special ministry. This couple here, the McIntyres, Glenn and Amy McIntyre got to share. That was the highlight of our, uh, our, our trip in this sense. Do you know that the Navajo Nation is the highest rate per capita of loss after COVID-19? Because people have no running water there. So guess what? You have a virus that spreads like crazy, and 
close to, I was looking at the stats, I didn't share that in the first service, close to 19,000 people die from the 400,000 that are in the Navajo Nation. So grief, loss, is very much present there. So guess what? We got to share this program, and this, we're excited to see about the possibilities. I mean, we got to share it with different pastors and leaders, so we're going to continue to go. So if you want to be part of this, I will continue to just reach out to Ron, reach out to the McIntyres. I know that they're very well known here, longtime members of our church, and they have gone there for many different, uh, uh, many different years there. So I want to encourage you to please do that. Two stories, and then actually just one because of time. There was an opportunity that we have to remodel these houses, you know, bring furniture, furnish this, this house so that mission teams could stay. And the ladies went crazy buying all kinds of good stuff. Well, at the time that they were going to deliver that, guess what? Two men who happened to be Muslim, one from Sudan and one from, can't remember now, Egypt? Someplace. Egypt, yeah, it was Egypt. Uh, they actually got to come along the way and when they saw us wearing woodland or, you know, everyday matters shirt, they were asking, so wh wh who are you guys? Why are you here? They were just there delivering furniture. They said, well, we are church from, you know, Bradenton, California. We're here to share the gospel of Jesus. And guess what? Oh, California. No, I said, Woodland, Florida. Yeah, I'm in the wrong, wrong state. Um, I just want to make sure that you guys were awake. But you're awake. Thank you, Sammy. That's good. That's a good sign. And then Will in uh, Florida. And the thing is, he said, this is what he said. Don't miss this. He said, by the way, we want to know this God. We want to know this God. Because we will come all the way from Bradenton, Florida. And we will come and share and kind of, you know, be uncomfortable for a week. And I don't know about you, but I, we live in a very comfortable United States of America. And we have a whole mission field right here in the Navajo Nation. And we get to share that we love people, that people matter, as Tim and, and, and the whole leadership team here believes. We believe that. So I want to encourage you, if you want to be part of the Navajo Nation for next year, we're already, you know, kind of taking, taking sign-ups, if you will. And it would be a great opportunity for us to share the, the, the love of Jesus this is a ministry as, as partners here, and you'll be hearing now from the Costa Rica team. We partner with people. Do, we don't just go. We don't have the, uh, they call it the um, uh, white van syndrome, that they just show up once a year, every 10 years. We want to continue to do that year after year, maybe two teams, twice a year. As a matter of fact, my family and I have invited to worship for the 40th, uh, 40th anniversary of the foundation of the ministry. So we're going back early October to do that. There were some funds left there. So we're going to accept that call and we're going to go. So if you, you would like to uh, be part of that coming early next year, we might send two teams. So I just want to encourage you to just begin to pray about that. Thank you. Hey, good morning. Uh, I was privileged to be on the Costa Rica trip. We have quite a few of our people here today. Uh, some of them have gone back to college as we had students and young adults and some not yo so young adults. Uh, we had 18 ladies. We had three gentlemen. They braved the trip with us and uh, survived. 
But we had a great time, and we're terribly blessed by the opportunity. Uh, Melanie and Quentin, members of Woodland, were commissioned back in 2017. They come from time to time to share what they're doing in Costa Rica, but we were blown away. Uh, words cannot possibly, I could not help you understand the beauty of the people and the country. Um, we were changed as people attending. Uh, we hope that seeds were planted that will continue to grow their ministry. Um, in all, we had 250 people attend three church services and two home visits. Uh, 13 miles were hiked up and down rugged terrain. When I say church, if you haven't seen the pictures that Melanie and Quentin bring, a church is a pavilion with some chain link fence around it. And a village is actually just an extended family. They have a matriarch with her five or six children, grandchildren and great-grandchildren that live in an extremely remote area. They, uh, we took a bus every morning for 30 to 60 minutes as far as the bus would go, sometimes farther than it probably should have. And then he would just pull over. He'd be like, this is as far as the bus can take us. And so we would unload the audiovisual equipment, the pots of soup to feed the people, the uh, provision that we take and trade for fresh produce. Uh, we take them coffee and sugar and oil. Um, and we make the rest of that trek uh, up to the top of these mountains. Uh, one particularly great story was the first church service we went to. We did all of this. We had the service. It was pouring down rain. We were a uh, packed house, and it was awesome. And God showed up, and testimonies were shared uh, by our members. In fact, everybody shared their testimony at some point during the trip, so that was great. Um, and then we hiked down the hill, changed clothes, and in that same rain, played soccer. 20 on 20, not how you play. Grass this high, not how you play. There was no out of bounds. They would go all the way to the road, and we had a blast, and we laughed, and we fell, and it was a muddy mess, and we went back to our hotel to start the next day. But what we didn't know is on the last church service, some of those young people made the journey to attend another church service and play soccer with us. The blessing in this, they had gone five hours of travel across this rugged terrain to encounter us and hear our stories of the word again. We were changed forever. They were changed forever. Um, our members can tell you there were no language barriers. God breaks all of that down. He shared, um, just, just showed up time and time again in our group. There were people battling heartache and loss and grief, and they got there, and God showed up at their place to share that and hopefully grow someone on that trip. Uh, we had college students who were seeking purpose and heading off to a new adventure that were fueled to come back to Florida, to UCF, to USF, Florida State, all over the state, that they're taking the fuel that they got from Esther that we studied on, that, uh, on this trip uh, with others. Uh, Esther, the story of providence, was there. It was there on that trip. It was there when that word was created, and it's here today. Um, I don't know if hearing these stories will encourage you to share in some way, um, but Esther had a pivotal point that she could speak to the king or she could not, but God was going to take care of the Jewish people, and they believed she was there for such a time as this. We were in Costa Rica for that time, 
Um, and we believe you're here for that time. It may be a mission trip locally or otherwise. It may be that uh, at work there's someone that the Lord has been nudging you to speak to and give an encouraging scripture, and you haven't heeded that call yet, but the next time might be that time. Or maybe it's just walking in the grocery and you encounter a distressed woman uh, in need of a prayer, and you decide to take a pause away from your grocery list, and give her a word of encouragement. We don't know what the Lord is calling you to. I'm thankful I heeded the invitation to go on this mission trip. If this is spurring something in you, we would love to have you join us, because I know everyone on that trip this year is going to make an effort uh, when the sign-ups uh, come in September to be the first to be going back to Costa Rica to support Melanie and Quentin. Uh, they're there every day. They've been there since 2017, and we just love that we can come alongside them and give them a little bit of respite and a little bit of encouragement uh, through us taking groups uh, year after year. Thank you. All right. Hi, guys. I'm Pastor Mike, kids' family pastor here. And so I had the great opportunity to lead an amazing group of leaders uh, for this year's VBS, which they definitely brought their A game for this year's VBS. Because we had over 520 kids attend our Vacation Bible School, 120 of leaders and students, youth as well, who uh, just showed up and did amazing things that week. Our theme for VBS this year was called Twist and Turns, where we celebrated games of all kinds. We did board games like Monopoly, to uh, classic video games like Pac-Man and Mario Brothers. But kids learn that Jesus guides them through all the twists and turns of their lives. And unlike a video game or board game, you know, they found that even if you mess up, it's not really game over, all because of what Jesus did for them, which is so awesome. We had 52 kids who made potential decisions for Christ. We had 40 kids for potential baptism, and it's happy to report that three of those kids already got baptized in the short time. So it's just so awesome, for sure. Now, on Wednesday of every VBS every year, I call it Gospel Day. And the reason I call it Gospel Day is because that's the day where I get to stand in front of the kids and share the gospel with the kids, what Jesus did for them, how he came to earth to die on the cross for their sins, and how they could believe and trust in him. It's simple as ABC. You know, that's what we use with the kids. Now, when I share that, I have them at the end pass out decision cards. And on these cards, there's a way for us to know, you know what their decision was, if they made a decision. On the decision card, there's boxes that they could check. And then on the back, there's a way for them to write about their decision. And I love getting these cards back and reading about what they wrote. Most of them say, hey, you look good, Pastor Mike. And some of them be like, oh, I want you to eat the baby food, because that was our challenge for offering this year. But on the decision cards, there's, the boxes are this. The first box they could check is, I have questions about who Jesus is and about faith. Next one is, I've made a decision to trust in Jesus. Then we have, I've made a decision, I want to be baptized. That's how we know how many potential baptisms we have. And the last one was, hey, I've accepted Jesus, I've been baptized, I'm all good, man, I'm all good. And so I wanted to let you know that those cards, what we do every year is we take these cards and we put them in a spreadsheet. And then what we do is we can actually track the kids through the process of their faith journey of if they have questions all the way up and follow them until they you know, get baptized and, and all that. And so it's pretty cool to see and track those kids' progress. But I want to share three cards with you from our VBS this year, okay? Uh, Britta, who's a fifth grader, 
She checked the last box, which says, I've accepted Jesus and was baptized. But on the back of her card, this is what she wrote. It was one of the best decisions I've ever made. That was from her fifth grader. Another card, okay, also checked, I accepted Jesus and been baptized. And this was a fourth grader who wrote on the back of their card, God has always been amazing. I have taken him as my Savior and Lord, and I pray every night and every morning. Isn't that awesome? And I had other cards similar to this as well. But one of the cards, this last card I want to share with you guys, is from a preteen girl who checked the box, I have questions about Jesus. Now, we have kids who check all the boxes, and we're like, I have no idea what that means. We'll just pray for them, I guess. But this girl, she checked the box, I have questions. And then on the back of her card, this is what she wrote. I'm wondering if Jesus is even real. I will pray every night before I go to bed. I also read the Bible sometimes, and I need to know if Jesus created us and even if the Bible is real. What a heavy card from this preteen girl. And so when after I saw that, I was like, I need to go talk to her. So I sought her out, and I sat down, and we talked. And after talking to her, I came to the realization that she was just praying and reading the Bible because that's what adults told her she should do. And more conversation came out that deep down, what she really wanted, this fourth grader, what she really wanted is to have a personal relationship with Jesus, to experience him, him herself and not through someone else. And so she wanted these questions. In Psalm 25.4, it says, make your ways known to me, O Lord, teach me your paths. That was our theme verse for VBS this year. And that verse is perfect for her because it talks and it helps her guide her in her questions that she wants answers to. But it's not just that verse is good for questions about faith in God, but actually that verse is also good for us when we're experiencing difficult situations. When life comes and we feel like we have this twist and turns and we're about to lose the game, we have this verse to lean on. And this verse is not just a verse because it then shifts from a verse to a prayer to God. A prayer like this, calling out to him, make your ways known to me, O Lord. Teach me your paths. I have questions I need answers to, and I have situations that need to be fixed. O Lord, make your ways known to me. Guide me, please. And maybe for you out there, you're in this situation. You have some questions about who, who God is, but questions about your faith like this fourth grader. Or maybe you have a hard situation that you're facing, and you might need this prayer. So remember, Psalms 25.4. During VBS, we taught the kids that Jesus is worth following. Why? Because he's holy, because he's trustworthy, and he forgives us of our sins. And that same Jesus that we taught a 5-year-old, a 10-year-old, is the same Jesus that you could teach a 35-year-old and an 85-year-old. And so he's worth following even when we have life that's uncertain, and we have life that's all about twists and turns. So this year's VBS was one that produced memories that lasted a lifetime, and I could say that probably lasted an eternity as well. And you can be honest now, raise of hands, who has the theme song still stuck in their heads? Or maybe yet, yes to VBS. Anybody? Okay. All right, well, we'll do it again next year. I hope you could join us. Thanks.
So speaking of songs, I have the privilege of sharing about Woodland Fine Arts Academy, which is a ministry here at Woodland that celebrates art and many different forms of art. Um, this summer here on campus, we hosted nine camps over the course of two weeks. Those camps um, were for students from ages three all the way up to 18. So we had the joy of working with our little preschoolers all the way up to high school seniors um, in the areas of dance and theater and art and music and technology as well, uh, multimedia elements. And so uh, we had 500 enrollments in our summer camps. Uh, that consisted of 340 students. And I say that so you know that those 340 students took more than one um, style of art, which is awesome that they're growing and exploring so many different artistic outlets. The camp was led by an amazing dedicated staff and a volunteer team of students as well who worked together towards a big summer festival. Um, the last night of camp, we filled this place with just an over-the-top creative um, explosion. Out in the lobby, we had over 1,200 art projects on display, 1,200. And here in the worship center, we transformed the room into an in-the-round environment on floor level where students performed uh, dance pieces and theater pieces and music as well. There were multimedia elements on the screens, all led by students and teachers collaborating and working together to just um, do something bold for the Lord. You may wonder how did all that happen in the course of two weeks, and I can say that it is solely by pursuing the Lord and humbling ourselves and seeking him first and asking him to do beyond what we could ever do with our own efforts. And he so faithfully shows up every time. Our theme this summer was expressions of boldness. And so we came together to look for ways to glorify the Lord with boldness creatively. Um, our hope is that our students learn their identity in Christ and that they understand that they can use the gifts and talents that are in him to bring honor and glory to the Lord. We know that the world will shout all kinds of other messages. Um, the culture around, around us really screams loudly, and our hope through WFA is that we teach our students that they are rooted in Christ and that everything creative that comes from them comes from the ultimate creator who created all of us in his image, which means every single one of us possesses creativity because we reflect his image. He made us creative like him. So just to share a few testimonies of what happened um, throughout the camp week, we had students who um, told us stories about how they asked their parents to pray with them at night, um, something that they may not have done together as a family before, but they went home from camp wanting to spend time in prayer. Um, a family shared with us that they reopened their Bible for the first time together as a family since becoming a family, since having children they had not spent time together in God's word, but the camp experience was just inspiring them to come together and learn about what boldness looks like in God's eyes. Um, we had families during that time return to church or decide to start coming to church for the first time. 
We had new students that we've never had an opportunity to spend time with that were exposed to the good news of God's word for the first time. And we were able to have some heartfelt conversations about identity and purpose and um, acceptance and belonging, all in an environment that was uplifting and joyful and free, a free environment to be creative and express creativity. Our theme scripture for the week was found in Hebrews, and I'll just read it here. It's Hebrews, um, it's Hebrews 4.16, and it says, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, There, we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. And so just sharing that today, my hope is that we all take away from that scripture, knowing that we can come boldly before God's throne, knowing that he gives us everything we need. His grace and his mercy is always available to us, whether it's doing something like a creative summer camp or any other area of our life. He's a God who's accessible He turns his ear to listen to us. We can talk to him anytime, anywhere, about anything, and he loves us. His love is essential to our existence, and he desires for us to know that we can come to him, and he promises to give us everything that we need. Good morning, church. My name is uh, Sammy Duran. I am the middle school pastor here at Woodland. Thank you for this side of the room. Um, I wanted to just share a little bit about uh, middle school project B-Town. Now, you might have heard us talk about B-Town before, but you may not know what it is. So what Project B-Town is, is a camp that we actually do ourselves here at Woodland. We transform the entire campus into a, a huge camp. The worship center, the new building, um, all of downstairs, all for middle school students. Um, it's been awesome. I've been at Woodland now for a few years, so I uh, have done 13 years of Project B-Town. Um, and yeah, wow, I was right. I don't know who said that, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's been a long, no, I love it though. All right. But what's great, you know, Connor and I always kind of self-evaluate after every year. Like, all right, where does this kind of, you know, line up compared to others? And we can both, we both came to the agreement. Like, this is one of the top years of camp that we've ever had. Um, Yes, it's a celebration. Um, The reason being, you know, we saw so much, you know, growth. We had over 250 middle school students on campus the week of camp. All right, and if you've never seen that, woo, let me tell you, all right, I love them, uh, but it was lots of fun. Uh, we had over 150 volunteers to make it happen. We had over 50 um, full, you know, they were here for the entire week, cabin leaders to invest. We had 100 other volunteers out serving in many different ways that I'll share in a little bit. At camp, we had 43 first-time decisions to follow Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen. From that, also, we are, in addition to that, we had 35 recommitments. And what was really cool is that we had 28 baptisms that we've seen from camp. 23 were at camp, and then five more afterwards because they wanted to wait for their families, friends uh, to be able to attend. So what was cool for me is seeing is that it wasn't just a one-week thing that they wanted to make that commitment. And because of your giving, church, we were able to 
do 15 full scholarships for students who wanted to attend. So thank you, church. And yes, right, yes, we'll clap for that. It was exciting. You know, and as, as great as, as numbers are, what I'm mo most excited is seeing how God was faithful and the, the growth, and not just numerical growth, the spiritual growth from our students. A Bible verse that comes to mind is Philippians 1.6. It says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Now, again, numbers are great, but what I love seeing is that for a lot of our students, the, the spiritual growth that they've gotten from that week. That, that Project B-Town wasn't just all right, a one-week type experience, but they have desired to come back to church. They have desired to come on a Sunday. They've been desired to get plugged into a small group. And what's even more awesome to see church is when they bring their families, when they bring their parents, like, hey, we need to go to church today. What was great, and again, seeing God be faithful is from you. Because of your giving, because of your donations, church, we were able to feed and prepare 4,200 meals for the week of Project B-Town. That, yes, that is a round of applause. That is not an easy feat. As I said, we had 50 cabin leaders. These are people that were here the entire week, 24-7, from Sunday night until Saturday afternoon. But we also had I don't know if she's in here, but I have amazing volunteer coordinator, Sally Sestero, who also helped coordinate all of our other volunteers from food, from tech. We had worship team. Guys, over 100 additional volunteers from that. Again, seeing God be faithful in serving the next generation. And what's even more special to me, as I said, I've been here for a few years now, is but seeing all the leaders that we had this year who have where students themselves came back to serve. You know, when we have someone who expresses interest in being a cabin leader, they have trainings, they have an interview process, and we ask, why on earth would you commit an entire week, 24-7, to serving middle school students? And for the majority of them, again, they're like, well, I had someone invest in me, and I want to give back. I want to invest in the next generation now because someone invested in them. So again, church, thank you so much for all of your prayers, all of your donations, and just helping reach that next generation. Good morning. My name is Connor Long. I'm the high school pastor, one of the student pastors here. And I think they wanted me to go last so I don't speak too long. I don't know if they're trying to say something to me. Um, but I realized in our, our last service when we were sharing that I had the privilege of going last because I got to hear just some interesting things. And not that I haven't heard them before, but it really put me in a perspective is that our God is living. And you know, we came here for a reason today. I love what Stacy was saying about Esther is you are here for such a time as this. And I believe that you are here for a reason. Whether you are serving the living God, whether you are seeking a living God, whether you have questions about a living God, but I emphasize living because this whole summer has been a testament that our God is living and he is alive. He's not just someone from a thousand years ago. He is alive. And that's a God that's worth following. And so I was so blessed to be able to be a part of high school B-Town as far as a lot of other things, but high school B-Town this summer was incredible. And high school and middle school B-Town are very different. 
Um, you can imagine the difference between a middle schooler and a high schooler. Middle schoolers are insane. It's just it's the reality of it. In a, a good insane. And high schoolers, once they hit freshman year, are too cool for everything. If you have a high schooler, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so you have to tread very lightly on the different aspects and the different seasons of life. And so for high school for this year, we wanted to do something different. Our theme for this year was disrupt. And we really felt that it was time to have a disruption in these high schoolers' lives. Um, and so if with that, we had the awesome opportunity to travel off campus and to go to a new location up in Tennessee. So we took 103 high school students up to Ocoee, Tennessee. Um, it was about 120 people total with leaders and amazing bus drivers and our whole team. We had 33 new students that have never been to any woodland function ever. And on top of that, we only had one bus breakdown. <laughs> like, praise the Lord. Like, that is... But all of that to say, it was amazing because what our focus was, was to disrupt the normal. I think a lot of us, we get into this rhythm of life, whether it's going to work or we're going to school or you know, whatever it may be, that we don't have those moments to disrupt the normal, to really focus on the presence of God. And that's what this opportunity was for our high schoolers. And it was so, so powerful because we were able to see students go to camp one way and leave a different way. And they left a different way because they experienced who God was and what he is doing in their life. And through it, we're able to see high school students just on fire. Like, and it is so cool to see. And they are continuing just to pursue Christ with everything that they have. Um, and one just quick story. It was so cool that we just saw a high schooler, one individual in particular, that he was just so just on fire for the Lord because, you know, we live in a dark world. I don't know if you guys can recognize that, but the world isn't rainbows and butterflies, right? And so our high schoolers are seeking for truth. They're looking for Jesus, the truth. And we had a high schooler came and recognized and has recognized this for a while, but we're at camp and he looks at me, he's like, hey, Connor, I want to get baptized. And we weren't doing baptisms at camp. And he's like, hey, I want to get baptized because I want everyone here to know that I am pursuing Jesus wholeheartedly. And so we had an opportunity. It was a fun activity. We went to a water park and we did my first water park baptism. <laughs> But the reason of why it was so special is that we have this next generation so on fire. They recognize how messed up this world is that they want to go and be the disruption that this world needs now. Because they took the opportunity to disrupt their normal lives and experience God in a different way. They want to take what they learned in Tennessee, apply it in their schools, apply it in their sports teams, and disrupt this generation with Jesus. And so thank you for your time. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your just generosity. And thank you, one, for believing in the vision of High School B-Town. So thank you so much. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. What do you say? What do you say by just marvel at the goodness and the work of God throughout the summer? The Apostle Paul, the giant of our faith, after recapping through the first 11 chapters of the book of Romans, the salvation that we have received, this wonderful thing 
This is what he said. Look at Romans 11, and that, with this we're going to wrap up. Can you just think about all that Jesus, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And he says, all the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. And I just want us to focus that not only our salvation, it is from God. It is through him because Jesus himself, the God-man, came to die for us. But it is to the glory of the Father. But it's also what he has prepared for us in advance to do. As a matter of fact, Ephesians 2 tells us that it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Not of yourself so that you can boast. We can boast about our salvation. But it's all the work of God. But do you know what he says there in, in verse 10? For we are God's masterpiece. Workmanship. Created for what? To sit pretty on a shelf? No. To do good works. Those works that he has prepared in advance for us to do. So whatever happened here on campus and off campus in Costa Rica, in Navajo Nation, that was ordained by God. Way before time. Would you like to be part of that? Would you like to be part of what God is doing? For everything comes from him. And by golly, how many times have I tried to do ministry on my own power? But no, it will always fail. But if we do it through him. And how do we do minister? Through him is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you know that when Jesus was about to leave, he said, hey, wait a minute. Don't get so carried you know, out in getting to do ministry. Wait for me, Jerusalem. In, in Acts 1.8, it says, For you shall receive power when the Spirit of God will come, and then you will be my witnesses. And that's what we have done this past summer. I pray, and I know for my brothers and sisters, what we have done here, those 150, all these volunteers, all these decisions, all these baptisms, all these drivers, all, all these people. We did this work. It is in the, through the work of the Spirit. That's what our prayer ought to be, church. Every day, I'm praying that as I, as I get older. Fill me with your Spirit, Lord. Fill me. Because that's the only way that I'm going to be able to please you. I'm going to do it not in my power, no Daniel, but it is Christ in Daniel. The Spirit of God, Spirit of Christ in Daniel to do. And what? To what end? To the glory of God the Father. Amen? So not only from God, not only through God, but to God. So this morning has been an expression of saying, Lord, it's not even us. You're just using us. We have the privilege to be used of God to accomplish God's purposes. So I want to encourage you to stand up, church. We're about to be finished. I know it's getting warm here, but I want you to give a big hand of applause to the Lord and say, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All the glory goes to you. All the glory goes to you. It is not us, but it is Christ in us. And I pray that these decisions that have been made, these children, these young people, the, the gospel, the love of Jesus that was shared through, throughout the mission teams, I just pray that they were just seeds that were planted and that one day we will see a harvest. We already have seen some of it already. 
but it will be. Do you know that God continued to pursue us? I know that there are people in this room that you're here and you think, what's going on? What's going on in my life? What do I need to do? God is pursuing you even right now as you're there. The Bible tells us very clear that He desires to have a relationship with us. So as the worship team is going to sing this wonderful song, we're going to sing about the goodness of God, not only in what happened this summer, but the greatest goodness of God is in Christ. He died on that place, that cross, for my sin, for the sin of the entire world. And He, by God's grace, He was raised from the dead. The power of the Spirit at work. And that gospel, my friend, can be yours. So I want to encourage you as we sing this song. There are people up, up here, our, our staff members. If you would like a prayer, if you want to share, you want to just ask a question. Maybe you're, you don't know quite. Let me, come, come forward. And just as we sing together, let us celebrate the goodness of God throughout this past summer, but also in our lives as we carry out the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's sing together, worship team. Breath that I 
give him the praise that he deserves. Come on. On this Labor Day weekend, let me dismiss us with a verse. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, let nothing move you. Always giving yourself fully to the work of the Lord. For you know that the labor in the Lord, all that we do for God, is not in vain. Isn't it powerful? We're not wasting, we're not spinning our wheels, we're not wasting our time, but it has eternal dividends that go to the glory of God. Pastor Tim is starting a new sermon series next week on the power of community, being together. So you got to come back. We also have, I don't know if they have introduced you. Will you please say hi to Pastor David, Pete, and Evie who are coming to be our, our worship pastors for this service. They're here in the house. Do so you want to get to know them? Take them to lunch. I'm sure, you know, they will be more than happy to accommodate you with that. And we just look forward to his partnership here with us. Let's pray. Father, we, as we go our separate ways, may we remember that you are with us. May we know that your, your love pursue us. You pursue us. You're after us. You desire to have a relationship with us. So I pray right now, Father, that you will please just um, faithfully. I know that you faithfully continue to speak to people's hearts, my heart, everybody's heart here, whatever step of obedience, of action that we need to take. Will you please just encourage us? If we need to talk to somebody, if we need to make a decision, maybe to be baptized, maybe to, to, be, to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, to inquire as to what that is all about, whatever decision, Lord, will you please move us to action so that we can have a greater impact for your kingdom. Thank you for being the originator. Thank you for being the, 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 the vehicle through which we can serve you, Lord. And thank you for all goes to your glory. In Christ's name, we all say amen. God bless you. Walk with the Lord. We'll see you next week.